worship team. Good morning, church. Give us a warm welcome to those who are watching online as well. And uh, I'm excited uh, because today we are launching a new series uh, titled Remarkable. And uh, it's about us taking a little journey through the gospel of Mark. And it's important that we remember throughout this series that Mark focuses on Jesus Christ as being a servant uh, to people. Mark didn't record uh, much of what Jesus said more than what Jesus did. His gospel is very unique in that way. Now, before we begin our journey, I need your help. So we're going to, I want you to help me out in this wise. Every time I point to you, I want you to shout out, that's remarkable. Can we practice now? Come on. What about this side? This side? All together? Now you got to remember that, all right? Not when I look at you, but when I go like that. Uh, yeah. There's always a few in the crowd. All right, Mark chapter 1. We're going to look at just a couple of verses, uh, verse, beginning at verse 40. A man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus, begin, uh, begging to be healed. If you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean, he said. Moved with compassion, Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. Instantly, the leprosy disappeared and the man was healed. Father, we come before you this morning, thanking you for the word you put in my heart. But as always, God, I, at this juncture, I pray for the leading and the guidance of your Holy Spirit so that I would say only what you would want me to say, God. I pray for all of us. Give us an ear to hear what your spirit wants to say here today, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said? All right. So now we just read about this man whom the Bible does not name, who had leprosy, who came and knelt before the Lord begging for him to heal him. Now, for the benefit of those who may not be aware, leprosy is an incurable disease. It causes skin sores. It causes severe nerve damage. It really is debilitating, and it continues to destroy the body to the point of death. It's a disease that can be transmitted by contact, and because of that, God had outlined in his word that anyone that had leprosy was to be separated from the general population. So lepers had to live as outcasts from their family. They had to live as outcasts from their friends. They were not allowed or permitted to go into any of the synagogues. So virtually, they had to live this life of being a loner, if you will. And uh, spiritually, leprosy also uh, symbolizes sin and the impact that it can have in our life. And so uh, looking at this man, he comes before the Lord, and 
he begins with, if you are willing. In other words, this guy didn't doubt the Lord's ability to heal him. What he was in doubt of was the Lord's willingness to heal him. If you are willing, that phrase also in the Greek talks about uh, emotional content, meaning that the man was asking Jesus, if you are emotionally moved by my situation, then you can heal me. And notice that the Lord, the Bible said, was moved with compassion. And his heart was filled with sympathy for this man and his condition. Now, what's interesting also is that in both Matthew and Luke record this same incident, but neither Matthew nor Mar or Luke, excuse me, uh, include Jesus' emotion at the time. Both just said that Jesus healed, but Mark goes into detail and speaks about how the Lord was emotionally moved uh, by this man's situation. And so the Bible says that Jesus reached out and he touched the man. Now, how many know the Lord didn't have to touch the man in order to heal him? In fact, we also know that by Hebraic law, by the law of Moses, that this man was unclean, and anyone who would come in contact with him would also become unclean. But Jesus now, in touching him, I think further emphasized that he cared about this man, that he was emotionally moved by this man's condition and his need. And he, uh, after he touched him, he says, I am willing, be healed. And literally, it means uh, be cleansed at once. And that's why the Bible says that the man was instantly cured of his leprosy. And Jesus cured the incurable. That was remarkable. Come on. A little bit late, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Jesus Christ cured the incurable. And that's the connection that we have today. Because our text offers us hope in two different ways. First, in the physical. I thank God for the knowledge that he's given to man to cure, to heal uh, many of our diseases or ailments. But how many know man is limited? There are limitations to what doctors can do. And uh, there are some diseases that we have labeled incurable. In other words, there, there is no known physical cure for a disease that a person may have. The good news is that while man is limited in what he can cure, Jesus Christ has no such limitations, right? There's no disease that the Lord cannot cure. I hear some saying, that's incredible, that's remarkable. <laughs> Remember, our series is called Remarkable. <laughs> okay. Got to work on that one. Now, in a few moments, we are going to close our service by uh, going to the Lord and ask the Lord to cure the incurable regarding the physical 
But we're also going to look at the spiritual. Because as I mentioned, leprosy is symbolic for sin and the havoc that it can wreak in our lives. It's interesting because as Christians, we can overcome certain sins. There are sins, for instance, uh, when I became a Christian many, 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 many moons ago, uh, I was able to stop cursing right away. That wasn't a problem for me. Uh, we were, I was able to overcome that. But there are other sins in our life that are not so easily overcome. There are things that go on in our life that we tend to label them as habits. Meaning, I, I've got this habit of letting my anger to get the best of me. I've got this habit, whether it's uh, maybe an alcoholic habit or whatever, some kind of habit that restricts me and keeps me from serving God the way I desire to go. I've got this habit uh, that I, I get looked into uh, porn, porn, pornography. I don't know it's wrong, but I can't seem to stop. I've got these habits. That's the word that we like to use. Uh, but the more biblical term, a better expression of what our condition is regarding that is the word stronghold. You see, a stronghold is a specific area of our life where sin is entrenched or fortified. That's what a stronghold means, meaning that in this one area of my life, it, it seems like sin is stronger than, than my ability to resist it. And so it, it, I continue to succumb into that area where I can have the, the I can love Jesus. This is not a question of whether we love Jesus or not. Uh, we can be saved, loving Jesus, and yet still have a stronghold in our life. Again, We've got good news because Jesus Christ has the authority, the power over every stronghold, over every sin. <laughs> getting there, we're getting there. So no matter what your struggles are, Jesus Christ has the power to break that stronghold. Jesus Christ has the authority to look at that thing in your life and say, release my child from that thing. And as we prepare to go before the Lord, just a couple of things that we need to do. Number one, we need to believe that he is moved with compassion. That the Lord is moved with compassion, meaning the Lord is not here to judge. Oftentimes, we don't want to go to God with these issues that we have in our life because we feel that God's going to judge us and wag a finger at us and see this is all your fault and all of this kind of stuff. But I'm here to tell you this morning, as God put this word in my heart, he wanted me to communicate to all of us very clearly, I am not here to judge, I'm here to set free. Right? Uh, and so, uh, aren't you glad this morning that our God is a God who's rich in mercy? Right? Who, he doesn't treat us as our sin deserves. Even if we are in a situation because of our own doing, we have a God who is rich in mercy. A God whose heart is filled with sympathy concerning our situation and our condition. 
So number one, he's moved with compassion. Number two, he is willing. It's God's desire to heal, to cleanse. It's his desire to look into our heart and look into our lives. And sometimes we, we think that God isn't willing. Well, God does this for other people, but he's not going to do this for, uh, for us. He really doesn't care about me. Uh, but God is here this morning by his Holy Spirit, and I'm here to communicate that once again, not only is our God moved with compassion, but the Lord is willing to heal us this morning, physically and spiritually. Would you say amen to that? Amen. Thirdly, he will touch you. I love that when the Lord reached out and touched this man. This man probably had never been touched by any other human being since he contracted his disease because no, no one in their right mind would touch because you can get the disease by contact. So think about emotionally how all of a sudden when Jesus touched them, and we don't know where Jesus touched them, how that must have impacted his life emotionally because Jesus was willing to do what no one was willing to do. Sometimes church fails us. And by that I mean sometimes we come into God's house and we're not in a good place spiritually. We have all of these baggages that we come into church with. And some people, as they begin to understand what our life is all about and the baggage that we're carrying, they're not willing to touch us. In fact, the truth is they want nothing to do with us. I don't know if you remember, but Pastor Durso, my pastor from New York, when he first got saved, uh, they were so passionate about Jesus, they wanted their friends to know about Jesus, so they brought their friends to church. Uh, and all of his friends were of Hispanic descent. He was Italian, and he went to an Italian church. It never dawned on them that that made a difference. But he was told by the church, they are not welcome here. Think about that. That people, someone, and we, we moan about that, but isn't it sad how it's still going on today? Yeah. Isn't it sad how when we hear about somebody's life, well, I don't want anything to do with that person, you know, as if we're so clean, as if we're so holy. But I'm so grateful this morning that we can come before Jesus just the way we are and that he is willing to touch us. There's, a, there's a, a picture of intimacy that God is after here for us to understand. See? And then lastly, number four, he will proclaim, be healed. He will cure the incurable. No, you blew, you blew, you blew. I, I, I thought we... We were ready. I thought we would get this last remarkable. <laughs> Thank you, Myra. Thank you. He will proclaim us healed. Be healed. Let your marriage be healed. Let your physical condition be healed. 
Let your spiritual condition be healed. Let that thing that's holding you back, that chain, let it be broken in the name of Jesus Christ. Be healed. Worship team, if you would come. I'm going to ask also the uh, pastors and the deacons, elders, if they would come forward, please. Pastor Joey, would you get a little bottle of oil out? Here's what we're going to do. As I'm going to ask you to stand right now. We're talking this morning about the one who cures the incurable. Right? That there are physical ailments and situations where the power of Jesus Christ can bring healing. Then there are those spiritual situations, those circumstances where you might feel, this is never going to change. I'm never going to be any different. This thing is just too strong. He can cure the incurable. Now, here's what we need for our part. This is all we need from our part. Notice that the man came and knelt before the Lord. We're not going to ask anybody to physically kneel, but what it represents is his humility. He recognized, I need a miracle, and that's the man that can give me that miracle that I need. For us, it's going to be simply, we have uh, elders here, deacons, pastors. They're going to be praying for over anyone who needs prayer. Your humility would be to take the journey out of your seat on down. Nobody else needs to know what your situation is. The Lord already knows. And lastly, not just to come, but to believe that Jesus Christ is able and willing to heal. So as Pastor Jason and the worship team lead us, I'm going to ask, if you are sick in your body, come on down. The Bible says, uh, if anyone is sick, let them call for the elders of the church who will anoint with oil, and the prayer of faith will make the sick person well. We're going to believe God for healings this morning, physically. If you're here this morning, and there's something going on in your life spiritually, something that is holding you back, some chain that you want the Lord to break, then I'm going to encourage you to come on down. And we're going to pray together and believe God for great miracles here today.